Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, have you have you went back yet and rescinded your opinion on where Rajon Rondo ranks I have. in the starting point guards? I, ha- I think I did in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did in the middle, but then... My Reggie Jackson opinion, I went back on during the podcast, and then Duncan Smith talked me back into it. So, <laughs> yeah, Duncan likes him. Yeah, and I still think he can be a good player. You can have you can have down years. You know, it happens all the time. Harden had a down year, except for his down year was like twenty nine points, <laughs> eight assists. <Yeah. laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so- also shout. I'll just say shout out to the guys on Twitter because we actually got more than one that said. I tend to agree. This one's from Alan in the post. I tend to agree with Nick more on the pods, but your PG list, Isaac, was much more like my own. I'm like, hmm. I wonder how to take that. That you normally <laughs> agree with Nick all of the time. So you <laughs> all disagree, the time. You disagree with me most of the time. But, but you got me on this one, bro. You got that one. Uh, <laughs> I think I agreed with your list more. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> So yesterday, if you guys don't know, we uh, ranked the starting point guards in the NBA to try to figure out where Dennis Smith Jr. would fall. For me, he ended up falling at 23. For Isaac, it was 21. Basically about the same. I mean, the same sort of tier, same area. So today, we're going to be doing shooting guards. Um, and we prefaced it bef- the podcast yesterday by saying that normally, Isaac and I would categorize players by guard, wings, and bigs. But just because of... You know, but we want to do each position, and this is the way 2K, you know, sort of organizes it still, and like a lot of places still organize it. We're still going to do it like that, and and there's five there's five starting spots. So we wanted to give each team a starter. We wanted to give each team you know a spot. So we'll just do it the traditional generic way. So Isaac still has his Cuban that he will smoke. <laughs> he will smoke later in his hand. He came back from Cancun recently, so we are back. We're not better than ever. We're just as good as we were before because that would that would make our last pods not as good. And I think that they were as good. That's true. And we're t- we're twenty days away from training camp. We're no, media day. That's so crazy. The 20, twenty days from media day. Everybody listening is is nineteen days away from it now. That's true. <laughs> They're closer in the future. Nineteen days to hear a thousand questions about Nerlens and his situation. I'm so excited. No, you're not. I am excited to see because someone will ask a good question. You know, it won't be me. Like it Mc- won't be you. But someone will ask. A good, <laughs> will ask a I good can question. see it right now. McMahon will be on the front row, yeah. like he always is. Everyone will be quiet. Be like, so why didn't you take that offer from Dallas, Nerlens? <laughs> yeah, 
get it all rolling. No, he's not. I he's, just, he's not that blunt during press conferences. He'll he'll preface it a little and he'll he'll lead it into it. But he'll he asks the obvious questions most of the time. Yeah, I'm just I'm really curious to see how everybody spins it. I'm anxious to see how Nerlens answers the questions. Will he answer them or will he just say, "Oh, this is business," blah blah blah. I'm excited for it to be and. This is now we're just being hashtag we the media. Sorry, we're just we're being stupid media people right now. But I'm excited for the question to be asked by somebody that's not normally there. You know, like somebody that just popped, you know, that parachutes in that never is there and just all of a sudden just asks. I'm not, I'm not like singling out anybody. I don't have any one person in mind. I really don't. But <laughs> I'm thinking of like two. I don't have any one person in mind, but I just I can't wait for it to be like one random guy that like we've never seen before. Which that that was us last year, so <laughs> Yeah. That's sure. So all right. Today what we're doing is we are ranking the shooting guards like we mentioned before. We're going uh one through thirty. So regardless of conference, we're not taking into effect uh we're not taking into consequence contracts or necessarily age unless it affects the next year. So like Dwayne Wade, I have him, you know, lower on the list because he's you know, he is older. I'm, I'm expecting some regression from him a little. Um, and so I have him a little bit lower than I guess I normally would. So I have him lower, um, but we're not taking an effect like, oh, this guy has tons of potential. So like Dennis Smith Jr. was in the 20s for us, whereas if we were taking into account potential and, and you know, he's on the rookie scale and all that stuff, we would have him a lot higher, as we, as we mentioned on the podcast yesterday. So this is just we're going from one year and uh, next year. This is how we think they're going to play next year. So all of this is contingent on one year. It's not a future. It's not one of those – um, Bill Simmons trade value columns or anything like that. We're just going on what we think they're going to be like next year. Fit kind of goes into it a little bit with me. Um, I don't know if you took that into effect, but I took that a little bit. So Drew Holiday would probably be higher, but <laughs> the fit there is going to be weird. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and we went and we agreed on all of our shooting guards before. Sometimes Isaac reluctantly agreed agreed on the one <laughs> the one that I decided, but these are the these are the Players that we think will be starting at the two guard from day one. So it won't end like that. For for example, Dwayne Wade. I do not think he will be starting for the Bulls, you know, maybe even the first day. We you know, we don't know. He hasn't moved yet. And as long as he's as long as he's there, he's gonna be starting. But you know, for now, he's the starter. So we're gonna go with that because we can't project stuff like that, roster moves and things. Hmm. So alright, let's start it right off. I will give this one, I, last last one, I started with the top five, and I feel like this one isn't necessarily top five. I feel like this is more of a top three. Uh, and ho- top three. Hopefully, we have the same. Who do you have on the same level as Clay and James Harden? Please, I have Demar Derozan. Oh come on! And not that he's as good as those three. I have him third, obviously, but that I feel like there's a there's a separation between Derozan and then the rest. There's a separation between Derozan and the top two. There is. <laughs> Ain't no way I would even put those in the same category. All right, we'll start with the top two then. You, you've convinced me. Uh, <laughs> do you have anyone except James Harden number one? Uh, no, I mean Harden and Clay one and two. So James Harden, the shortest stint on the point guard list ever. <laughs> Barely one <laughs> off. Like not even last off season did we really think like, oh, he's definitely going to be a point guard. You know. And then during yeah. the season, we realized, like, oh, man, they actually are going to use him as a point guard. 
Like I remember in in at in Vegas last summer that Mike D'Antoni spoke to our sports business classroom and he said we're going to use him as a point guard and all of us were like ah sure they're still going to play a point guard and he's not going to you know bring the ball up every time and no that's actually what he did he, he did bring the ball up he was the actual point guard last year yeah and it's really your definition the definition of what a point guard is is ever changing uh, because is your definition of a point guard solely the person that brings the ball up the court. Right. Because you even look at like Denver, they they run a lot of their sets through Jokic. Um, you know, because so you can't really classify the point guard as, you know, who call, you know, who, ru- who runs the plays basically, you know, or sets up the offense. That's not what the point guard is nowadays. And so really, I mean, your definition of a point guard is so wide and it's, it's so like just opinionated Very, uh, yeah. to where, to where we all, we fall back on kind of like a crutch of, okay, well, who you know takes that underneath the basket and passes it in to blank? That's your point guard, and they walk it up the court, and that's your that's like what we. So it's really difficult to separate these guys, but yeah, and Nick that's and I why that's eat. why you and I and a lot of others have stopped just using the term point guards. We just use guards, you know. Like there's a lot yeah. of times there, you know, Chris Ball and James Harden. We mentioned it on the last pod that. Those guys, it's going to be hard to differentiate sometimes who is the point guard and who is, you know, the off-ball guard <laughs> because they're just going to be interchanging so much and those guys are going to have the ball. 100% of the time they're on the floor, I feel like. <laughs> it's yeah. only going to be catch-and-shoot stuff from Anderson and Ariza and P.J. Tucker if he's there and, you know, Clint Capella is going to get some, you know, lob dunks. And other than that, it's going to be in those two guys' hands. Yeah, and some of these guys, I mean, C.J. McCollum would be a point guard and probably 20 other teams. And yeah, because, because we've talked with, about him, you know, if he ever was on the maps, would we start him at point guard? And we said, probably. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's you. And that's who I, who I've tried to say, like, that is the max level of Seth Curry's potential right there. It's, it's CJ McCollum. Um, you know, you see teams all the time. They throw these guard sets out there and, you know, Dallas, we're going to see it this year when Dennis and Seth's on the floor, yeah. Dennis and Yogi, who's your, who's the point guard, you know, who's the quote unquote point guard. And at that time, so it, it just changes up, but yeah, for the sake of this pod, we're doing shooting guards similar and, to how 2k did it. And Dallas is one team that has sort of pushed this two point guard thing for a while. Even in the, we talked about the 2011 playoffs last week and go back. If you haven't listened to that, go back to the 2011 fla- finals flashback. We talked to Deshaun Stevenson, uh, Mark Followell, Chuck Cooperstein. By the way, Chuck Cooperstein was on the What Carter Lost documentary, the 30 for 30, about Carter football, Carter High School here in Dallas. Oh, was he? Yeah, Cooperstein was on there. Hmm. Dale Hansen was on there. Randy Galloway. It was like, oh, man, John Jock Taylor. I was like, I know all these guys. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> and then, like, they talk about certain roads and stuff, and you're like, I know where that is. Like, I know exactly where that is. So yeah. that's a really good documentary. I, I recommend it to everybody. It's a football documentary, but football is still good. Wasn't that the the red team that beat Friday Night Lights? Team? Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't, I don't like them. Yeah, but they they portrayed them completely different. They they addressed that in the thirty for thirty. It's really interesting. So, all right, but you, they, might, you might have sold me. It's really, good. it's really good. So, all right, if does it help that it's not just about football? That later they all commit crimes. How about that? Does that intrigue you Ooh. a little bit more? Ooh, throw mm. a little throw a twist in there. Let me put this in my queue, and I won't tell you how it ends. Some of them are in jail. <laughs> Dang. No, they're all out. So now. It's like okay. That's like a hardcore documentary. It's super. I mean, it was really good. My wife liked it. I thought she it was just about like the the road in the playoffs. No, no, it's like about life and about 
the uh, the neighborhood and how they were, were you know brought up and I'm giving a lot of it away now but a lot of these kids you know they they were they were raised in Oak Cliff and Oak Cliff was not necessarily this was back in like the 80s it was not necessarily like this you know poor like urban neighborhood it was a lot of you know African Americans that had become you know doctors and lawyers and like this first generation of of people and they said this in the documentary this first generation of, of African Americans that had come and become part of the middle class. And so, like seeing that, they they come like all these kids came from these really good homes, and so how they portrayed them in Friday Night Lights was completely different. And they just used these crimes they committed after they were done playing football, and painted this you know painted them with this broad brush that said that oh that's how they always were, and it was it's not necessarily true. So go watch it. There's a lot of nuance. I'm not explaining it perfectly, but it was a really really good documentary. Okay, so there is a, there is a, a gap here. James Harden, Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan. And then I think it's up for grabs after that. Maybe it's not that those guys are on the same level. And definitely not they're on the same level. But I think we could have some different some different, you know, opinions this next couple. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag. But most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 what if I tell you I don't have DeMar DeRozan at three? You don't. I do not. Wow. Wow. I already wrote it in because I thought we had agreed. <laughs> okay. Who do you have at three? Because I, I do have DeMar DeRozan at three. All right. So this is going to be a little shocker, but I, it shows about Don't you go with much... Devin Booker. I will punch you in the face through the computer. Punch, punch me in the face because Devin Booker is No, not, you don't. Oh. Is at three. I think he's already there, man. Too like, early, man. Too early. He's there. What What does DeRozan have that Booker doesn't? Booker can shoot from the anywhere best, on the court. The best footwork in the league. But, yeah, you know. Uh, really? That's your go-to? That's footwork? Super, oh, you want to talk to me about footwork? Look at the two players <laughs> that we talked about on last pod that have, like, no, not the not this pod, but the pod before, that have lasted such a long time in the NBA and have had storied careers and incredible careers in Kobe Bryant and Dirk Nowitzki. Who has better footwork than those guys? I know, but we're talking. No way brings that up in arguments. It's usually like defense or uh, outside shooting. <laughs> you know, something that's like huge. We're like, bringing a nuanced, informed uh, conversation that's the best to the to footwork the in the league. Um, <laughs> I blame Jonathan Charks. Didn't he write that piece on footwork, or was it was it Kevin O'Connor? I forgot who did, who it was. That was a really good piece. I, that was on the Ringer last year. I remember talking about it in a pod recently about how. Yeah. Uh, no, who was it? It was KD. KD was talking about studying DeRozan's footwork. But yeah. I have DeRozan at four, so right, I'm, I've I've been I've been uh, I've always been kind of lower on DeRozan. I've always felt that he's a, a little overhyped because he doesn't play very good defense and he doesn't shoot outside. So. He's kind of uh, you know hyped up as this guy when really he just he's really good at like mid range shots. Yeah, footwork, footwork. But I, he's one of those I players just, to just, me that has overcome the, that not being able to shoot threes. Like he can do so much even though he can't do what a lot of other, these players do. So, so stats wise, what do you think DeRozan averages more than Booker this year? Oh, still points. Okay, I mean points per game. If you're gonna go with that. Um, wins. 
That's so Win, not fair. Wins per season. Wins per. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll live. I'll live by that. I know I'll probably get some hate, but I just I think Booker's already there. Gosh, I am so much lower on Booker than you. I just I was just looking at it and I'm just like, man, like where am I gonna put Booker? And I looked at some of these names right in the, where I had him, and I'm like, dang, I would take Booker this year over him. Like, if this was if this that- was the trade value or the futures, like if we were going for futures here, he would absolutely, absolutely be you know three for me, even even behind Clay and, and Harden still. Okay, I'll still down yeah. that hill. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I think it's crazy. I don't think it's insane though. How about that? I'll put that. On. I'll put it on that one. Le- I'll put it on that level. Okay. My number four is Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Washington. You know I'm kind of lower on him. Yeah. Do we want to do this like we did last night, where we did like one through five, or you say you have, and then I'll tell him, I'll tell you where I have him. Uh, let's just go back and forth. We'll just go one, 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 one. See if okay. see if the people like it like that. All right, I have Bradley Beal four. You have DeRozan four. Correct. Uh, I have CJ McCollum next at five. Oh, ding, ding, ding. We have a match. Yes. There we go. I have CJ. I almost put CJ over DeRozan. Wow. But I didn't. He, I just, I, I think DeRozan's kind of over, overrated. But Yeah. He, McCollum is one of those guys, I think, to me, that could be on another team. Yeah. Like, throw him on Brooklyn right now. Yes. <laughs> you know, because we're we're just looking at next year. And if I just look at next year, then yes, like, he would be higher on this list so hmm. uh after that i have wiggins at six yes okay a little lower on the wiggins but i have uh i have bradley bill at six okay good i'm glad he didn't fall out of your <laughs> that would have been bad i'd be like how low on thought... you are him <laughs> okay uh at, at, at seven who do you have at seven i have aver bradley okay we're pretty close there. I have uh, Chris Middleton at seven. Dear God, you still don't have freaking Booker. <laughs> then I have Avery Bradley at eight. Oh my gosh! And then I have Devin Booker. <laughs> uh, I've been I have him at nine. Okay. Um, I have Avery Bradley at seven. I have Wiggins at eight. Okay. And then I have Middleton at nine. Okay, so we have the same. We have. At least the same players in the top nine, which is nine, good. Yeah. Um, with with Booker, I just think, are we going back to Booker? Well, because I have Booker at nine, so yes. Okay. <laughs> I, for for one for one more season, I you take know. Chris Middleton over Booker this season. If I wanted a winning team, yes. Dang. Because B- Booker to me is not Kyrie in the sense that his lack of defense is so much outshined by his offense that I could see it working anywhere. I don't know. Because if you put him on, let's say you put him on Cleveland. What is Booker? He's like a, he's a super knockdown shooter, right? Like he's Kyle Korver on steroids right now, but. Well, I mean, he's more than Kyle Korver. He'd be, he'd be like a JR on steroids. But wouldn't give you the defensive edge that JR does. I mean, I wouldn't say JR is like locked down, but. He's, he's kind of like a Kyrie. I mean, he really is kind of like a Kyrie factor. He can score with anybody in the league, and that's 
when you're looking, that's that's my thing. Like he can score with anybody in the, anybody in the league, especially in this category. So then you talk about defense, but then you look at these other teams, or these other players, and say, DeRozan can't play D. Can C.J. McCollum? Can Bradley Beal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beal can. When he's not in the hospital, stop. But with Booker, though, you're also getting you are getting some good stats on a bad team guy. You know, he's getting a lot, a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of volume there with Booker. Mm, yeah, I just I think he's special. I think he's special too. I think he's really really good. And next year I'll probably have him a lot higher. I mean he he gave it right to Dallas's face on Wes. We were there for that game. Gosh, that sucked. And he did put up seventy last year. He did do that. He's the only one on this list to do that. So all right, at ten, who do you have? I I have uh, Mavericks favorite Dwayne Wade. Really? I do. Yeah. For one season, if we're talking about one season. Wow. I have Wade at 10. I don't have it much different than you, but it's just weird to see Wade is still in the top 10. Like, man. Yeah, right at 10. I mean, he still he still gives you good defense. You know, he doesn't shoot it from the outside very well, but just his, really his IQ, <laughs> he's always been a great defender at the two-guard spot. But And he, he's still really savvy with the ball, so I give him a 10. At ten, I had Nick Batum, Charlotte. Still, I had Batum st- at eleven. Still think it's pretty solid for him. Um, oh yeah, Batum's uh, underrated too. Yeah, especially because he was hurt and he signed that big contract with Charlotte and all that stuff. When and, you go to the East but, and you're not in the playoffs, you just are so forgotten, man. Like, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> that so is true. if he wanted to hide from media at at all, just go go do that. <laughs> yeah, go be in the East and don't be in the playoffs. I have Dwayne Wade at 12 after that. Okay. But at 11, I have a player that is fairly controversial. Yeah. So, yeah, Batum at 10. And then who do you have at 11? Drew Holiday. Ooh. And we decided, if you didn't listen to the pod yesterday, we decided, and we know for a fact that Alvin Gentry is going to start. He has come out and said that he is going to start both Rondo and Holiday. And... I put Rondo way too high on my point guard list. I already regret that. I'll probably go. Let's, we'll probably go back and do revised ones, <laughs> or I could have <laughs> changed it. Or I could have changed it already. Um, but Drew Holiday is probably going to be a two guard for them because I cannot, in my life, imagine trying to play Rajon Rondo off the ball. <laughs> no, I can imagine. Yeah, I, mean, I can imagine guarding Rajon Rondo off the ball. I think I could do that fairly well. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can follow <laughs> Rajon Rondo around. I think he would just stand in the corner and like roll his eyes and play connect forward with somebody in the audience but <laughs> yeah no I, I drew holiday at 11 there which is he's way higher than he would be on the point guard list that's for sure yeah for sure i don't have him too much farther but so you have holiday at 11 and who at 12 wade i have wade at 12 so here's my top 12 let's just do that harden clay thompson demar Derozan, bradley beal cj mccollum andrew wiggins chris middleton avery bradley devin booker nick batum drew holiday and Dwayne wade okay still no um, west matthews at 12 i have gary harris wow yeah that is He's good that is really high dang how far how much farther you have him down there I gotta write down these differences. Gosh, that is a big difference. 
Dang, how far you got him, boy? You're you're gonna na- you're gonna name some names above him, and I'm gonna be like, what the heck? Yeah, you're gonna be. Please just tell You're gonna you have be, Rodney Hood over him. Yeah, I do. You're gonna be really upset oh. at me. I'm just talking about one year. I I don't know. I'm not that high on him yet, and maybe I haven't watched enough of him. That's that's probably a a fair assessment of this. Okay. Gosh, that is so high. Um. At 13, I have Wes Matthews. I also have Wes Matthews at 13. What's up? Woo! Let's go. Group think going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah, Wes Matthews, which he's still he's above, he's still an above-average shooting guard. For whatever you guys want to say about Wes, he's still above-average. He's still a really good player, an elite defender, I still think. And uh, his shot will come around a little bit more with Dennis Smith Jr. running the show. Yeah. Uh, we we've agreed on Wes. I think he's gonna have a bounce back here with Dennis getting into the paint, open up more shots for him. So he's still one of the best wing defenders in the game uh, that I would take at the end of any game guarding a, a wing defender. So or a wing player. So yeah, he's at thirteen for me. I'll just go ahead and say at fourteen I have Holiday. So okay. and then speaking of open shots. J.J. Redick at 14 for me. At 14? Yes. A little higher for me, for sure. Okay. That's going to be a little different for us. Uh, So, J.J. Redick at 14. Who do you have at 15? 15, I have J.R. Really? Okay. I'm not too too far off from you, but that is a little high. I have Evan. A lot, a lot of these are going to be so like this whole grouping, this whole second half of starting shooting guards are so wide open. Nick and I are probably going to be wide apart. Really, not as wide as Gary, Gary Harris and Booker, maybe, but really from from me, honest, honestly, I said that you know till thirty was like wide open, but this fifteen through thirty, <laughs> fifteen <laughs> no. through twenty four, I, yeah. I honestly could put them in any order. <laughs> Gosh, I just, I really don't know. Guys like, you know, Catavius uh, Caldwell-Pope, Jalen Brown, J.R. Smith, Victor Oladipo. I'm just like, I have, n- you yeah. know, this is just so random. You could put them in any order. They could have any type of season next year. Like, what kind of season is Victor Oladipo going to have next year? He could average. I'm, hi- I'm he higher could, on Victor than most. He could average like 25 points next year. He's going to get all the shots. Yeah. In crunch time, no, I mean, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to Victor Oladipo. Or Miles Turner. They could try. <laughs> I'm a believer in Turner. Miles Turner can't really create his own shot, though. That's a thing. I mean, Victor Oladipo really can't that much either, but he's gonna—he's definitely gonna try. So you, Jr. Smith at 15. At 15 for me, I have Evan Fournier, Orlando. Oh, <laughs> you have him at where? 15. 15, right at average. Right at average. Ooh, we're off on him. Still no Gary Harris for me. All right. 16, I have Rodney Hood, Utah. This oh dear God. this to me is a, is a pick that... We are way off on Rodney Hood. He is going to be given all the opportunity in the world. Just like Victor Oladipo, he's going to be given all the opportunity in the world to get better and to prove it. And if he doesn't, then I will eat my words. But I feel like this is a year for him to step up and really really play well and show, show us some stuff. Show us some stuff, Rodney Hood. I have Rodney Hood at 25. Good lord, <laughs> that's about as big a. Di- that that's nine. No, it's uh, Gary Harris is still different. Still. Yeah, 
Okay, so we have a top 15. Who is 16 for you again? Rodney Hood. Yeah, Rodney Hood. Did you go past Hood? No. Okay, so I got a name you haven't brought up yet, and let's see how shocking this is to you. I have Jalen Brown. Okay. Not too shocking. I Like I said, all these are so fluid, I could put them in any order, but Jalen Brown to me still has a, like a long way to go. I know we just watched him in Summer League, and he looked incredible. Looked really, really, you know, looked really, really good, but... Playing against real NBA players day in and day out, I think he, he's going to get a little bit more exposed because he's you know second year. He'll probably he'll probably make a little bit of a leap this year, um, but ah, I, I don't know, not super, not that super high on him. My uh, seventeen is Danny Green, San Antonio Spurs. <sighs> Danny Green is hard to predict for me. I like Green because he's a Tar Heel, but I do not have him that high. Still a very solid 3 and D guy. I just really am. You have Danny Green over Gary Harris? I do. For okay. one year. If I'm going one year, Dan- Danny Green has, you know, way more experience. He is, you know, still solid on both ends. I'll take him. Uh, 17, I have J.J. Redick. Okay. A little different on him. What do you think his role on the on the Sixers, I mean – Stand in the corner and hit a three. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's got his... you got Ben Simmons. You got Markel. Both of them just running the show. You got Embiid down low. Bro, just run three point line to three point line. That's all. That's just what he's gonna do. Threes. And be a veteran presence. It's very obvious. Eighteen for me. I have Victor Oladipo. Ooh, very close. I have Oladipo at nineteen. Okay, we're pretty close on him. His, like I said, his season could be. Anywhere, like just all over the place. Yeah. I have none other at 18 than Mr. Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters. You are on Dion Waiters Island. Is it? Is, am I on the island if I have him as the 18th best starting shooting guard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not better than any of the guys above. I, I have him over Fournier. Yeah, that's true. You still haven't said Fournier. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Yeah, Deion Waiters, he has his moments. He's so up and down, though. Just so, yeah, pretty inconsistent. And last year, was that an, an aberration year? Because he did have a really, really good year. But, you know, he got paid. What are we expecting this year? I'm expecting a little less. Not much less than you, but less. Hmm. All right. For uh, my 19, 19, you said you had Victor Oladipo. I have J.R. Smith. Yeah. Okay. Pretty close there. And then my 20 is Jalen Brown. Okay. My 20 is, is uh, Fournier. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, that that's kind of that next tier besides the uh, Gary Harris thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you're super low. He's going to, oh, like, yeah, yeah. he's going to explode this year, and I'm going to look so <laughs> stupid. But then Rodney Hood could do the same thing, and then we'll see. I'm tweeting out right now about – I rocked your world that I have Devin Booker at three. And I said, am I that crazy? So we'll see while we're recording. While we're recording, we'll see if anybody responds. If anybody responds and calls me stupid. So you have Evan Fournier, I have Jalen Brown at 20. Uh, 21. I have a new name at 21. I also have a new name at 21 that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh Uh-oh, is it it from your team? Do we want to say it on three? No, I'm just kidding. It's not from my team. No, never mind. Andre Roberson. It's not that far. I have Caldwell Pope. Okay, KCB for you. KCB for me is 23, so we're pretty close on that. 
Uh, Roberson, okay. despite the offense, despite him not being yeah. <laughs> to shoot three pointers, guy is still an all like he made the all defensive team, right? I think so. One of them. Yeah, he, I think he made second team. So you, you are looking at the one way player. <laughs> he is. He's kind of like the new age Tony Allen, like back when Tony. Yeah, Allen but even was Tony young, Allen wasn't couldn't... like. You know, you didn't. Like he, Tony Allen couldn't score worth crap. Yeah, but you didn't hack a shack, Tony Allen. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so KCP for you, Roberson for me at 21. Then at 22, I got Waiters, so we're not too far off. Waiters at 22. I have Danny Green at 22. Okay. That's not not an egregious difference. Yeah. But I still have not said Gary Harris. Oh, my gosh. I have Catavius Caldwell-Pope at 23. You have Caldwell-Pope over Gary Harris? Yeah. You have Roberson over Gary Harris. I do. Okay. I don't think I've watched uh, enough Gary Harris. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, 20... I will definitely watch more Denver this year, though. They they, they interest me. Did 20, not we're on 23, right? 23, yeah. I have uh, Roberson. Okay. All right. Finally, at 24, I have Buddy Heald. I'm totally kidding. No, I'm, I'm Gary Harris. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm Gary Harris at 24. He can, mm. yeah, it, yeah. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Who do you have at 24? Uh, 24, I have a new guy, Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay, I have him at 25. Okay, not bad. We not haven't bad. had any that are, we've, we've had one that's the same. Besides the top two, and that's CJ McCollum. That's the only one. This, the rest of this, and Wes Matthews, I guess. So the rest of this list is, gosh, so random. Okay. Um, after that, I have, I said Tim Hardaway Jr., 25. Who do you have at 25? 25, I have Rodney Hood. Wow. So those are our two biggest differences. I have Rodney Hood at 16. You have Rodney Hood at 25. You have Gary Harris at 12, and I have him at 24. Wow, we had a 12-spot difference for Gary Harris yeah, and a nine-spot difference for Rodney Hood. At this point, though, it like those the difference of those spots is not insane. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically the yeah. same gap. So that's that's what we'll have to tweet out and see if people – see who, you know, who agrees with us. Yeah. All right. Next, at 26, I do actually have Buddy Heald. Me too. Ding, ding, nice. Ding. Nice. I think he's going to be good. We we both think he's eventually going to be playing the three for Sacramento. Uh, mm-hmm. That Fox, unless they move George Hill, you know, you could have some team at the deadline. That's true. That really needs a point guard. Somebody went down. AKA Denver. Yeah, Den- Denver would be a great spot for him. I thought they, I thought they were going to go after him, but I don't think they had the the stuff to get him. But yeah, if somebody- you know what's funny is we had the bottom five and we didn't plan this. Oh yeah, they are the same. But I don't, let's see if they're see if they're shot for shot. Uh oh. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Do <laughs> we want to say it at the same time and be stupid? Yeah. One, two, three. Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> yes. Way to go, us. We're too hyped over this right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we are. If anybody's listening still right now. <laughs> I know. Like, These guys are so stupid. 
hey, it is September 5th. We are 20 days away from media day. Like, we it's are- September 5th that we're giving you a podcast, so quit complaining. <laughs> we just complained yeah. for them. So Exactly. All right, Alan Crabb. It's going to be interesting for him. It, it's a good spot for him. I mean, we, we talked about Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell yesterday, and I think it, this is going to be the same thing as Sacramento. I think eventually Alan Crabb will be a three for them, and they'll start both those guards. But stand, yeah, in, stand in the corner, Alan Crabb. You're going to get some open shots with Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell. Stand in the corner. <laughs> Do it. He's going to. You told J.J. Redick to stand in the corner. That man makes $23 million a year. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Redick does is stand in the corner. No, Reddick does a lot more than that. Reddick moves a lot. I think, uh, I think I saw a stat that he was in the top five of like miles ran this year. I could see that. He just runs all the time. Remember that? Remember that game, the Clippers game in the AAC this year at Dallas, where JJ Reddick had that chance to win it at the buzzer. Yeah, he missed it. Gosh. Oh man, that was such I like a great JJ game. And I was so happy he missed. I'm that. so excited to see Dennis Smith Jr. in games like that this year. Yeah. All right, let's do it stupid again. 28. Ready? One, two, three. Kent Bazemore. Austin Rivers. Dang it. Uh. Oh, so close. You have Austin Rivers. Man, you're really low. Kent Bazemore. I have Bazemore at 29. I have him Bazemore, his right. stats were just horrendous last year. Yeah. And they're going to play him at two instead of three now. <laughs> That's just going to be weird. That team, that Atlanta team is going to be awful. Yeah, tr- trash. Just terrible. I have Austin Rivers at 29. Yeah, baseball at 29. <laughs> and so that means we have the same guy. <laughs> and We've had the same guy. We had Chris Dunn yesterday <laughs> at point guard. So we are in agreement with the very top and the very bottom. Like, <laughs> Yeah. We're going to have to build this starting five at the very end of the very bottoms. The, the Mr. Right Ro- now we, the Mr. Right now we have a backcourt of Chris Dunn and Tyreek Evans. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Dang, that's awful. Yep, Tyreek Evans from Memphis is the bottom. And it very well could be that Tyreek Evans does not start for Memphis. But I just don't see where else they go. Like, yeah, we were going to have Ben McLemore for Memphis. but He's injured. McLemore's hurt right now, so we just had to take a shot. It could be Troy Daniels that starts at the two this year for him. But I could even see I could even see like Wade Baldwin starting for them. Do, go, them going yeah. with like that two-point guard kind of deal. Yeah. So we just went with uh, Tyreek Evans. They still have one of the Harrison brothers? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much whoever they start at the two guard, we would have them at 30. Yeah, <laughs> just any of those guys. <laughs> Even Chandler Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. So there you go. That's our list. Well, yeah, and, and so I'm going to ask this, ask you this, just like we asked uh, or we talked about Dennis last year. Yeah, let's talk or, about Wes. Yesterday. If Wes has a bounce back season that we think he will, he ups his three point percentage. He stays healthy. Still has plays a solid, great defense. Probably his, you know, let's say his best season in Dallas. How high would he move up your list? Well, him and Devin Booker would move up together. I could see, him, I could see him moving into the top ten. I have him at thirteen. I could see him moving into the top ten. Uh, but it's hard to see who moves out. I mean, Batum probably. Batum could have a down year. Avery Bradley could have a down year. Uh, Chris Middleton coming back from injury. He played pretty well at the end of the season, but you know it could happen again. I would put him right at that nine to ten, right there with Middleton, Wade, yeah, Bradley, Batum, Wiggins. Yeah. I think Wiggins would probably move up um, some. 
or I well, well, I have I am at but... six. You have him at eight, so he's already moved up. Already moved up in my book. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so yeah, best case scenario, I think West could move ahead into the top ten. Yeah, and he's you know rising is good. How far do you think he could fall? I don't think he could fall very far, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I I could see. I think Jalen Brown's going to have a solid year. Um, yeah, he's a guy that has enough variance that you could see him rising all the way. Yeah, him. and like, you know, we bashed Drew Holiday for his contract, but when he's healthy, he's yeah, he's not he's not bad. So I have him above Wes Matthews right now. Yeah, I could see Drew Jalen Brown moving up uh, for me. Not so. not Gary Harris. I already have Harris above Wes Matthews. <laughs> uh, Gary Harris last year averaged 15 points a game. Yeah. Three rebounds. He shot 42% from behind the arc. Okay. Played 31 minutes a game. And I know I said a bunch of times that I haven't watched him a lot, but he was like a negative two in defensive real plus minus. To me, that's just a red know. flag. Let me pull doesn't up these advanced stats. Doesn't mean he's bad at defense, but... It is a red flag for me, so I dropped him a little. Okay, a little. I'm okay. I'm okay to be be wrong about Gary Harris, though. Gary Harris, prove so, me wrong, man. You have Gary Harris at what? What ranking? Twenty four. And I have him at twelve. And just like I did yesterday, I will post these on MavsMoneyBall.com. Continue to subscribe to the podcast. Review if you haven't. Maybe not after this one. Maybe don't review after this. One. <laughs> But yeah, follow us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Tell us what differences you guys would have. Appreciate all the people that have reached out and said we were crazy, or said that you know they they like our ratings, or said that I was I am right most of the time. We appreciate that stuff. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back tomorrow with small forwards, which is going to be it, that's almost more loaded than point guards at the top. No, it's so it's so fun. It's crazy. It's going to be crazy tomorrow. So check back in, and we will figure out where Harrison Barnes ranks. Actually, let's do this. Bef- let's do this right before we, we we leave. Where would you have Seth Curry on this list? Let's say West Ma- Let's say West Matthews gets traded, and you know all of a sudden Seth Curry has to start, or West Matthews gets injured, or something like that. You have to throw Seth Curry in there. Where would you have Seth Curry? Probably around twenty. 21. I'd probably have him around Caldwell Pope, somewhere through there. Yeah. Roberson. Yeah, for me, I, I would have him right under Deion Waiters for me. I have Waiters at 22. I can't put Seth Curry ahead of Waiters. You know, I just don't think that they're. I think he, Waiters has higher highs than Seth Curry does. Yeah, I have you know, Waiters at 18, so. And above Caldwell Pope. Right, right in there. Yeah, around 20. So about seven to eight spots after, after Wes. So there you go. That's where we put the Mavericks. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. We will see you tomorrow. Peace out. Boom. Aces place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.